Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Welcome in, everybody, on this Wednesday to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you guys are with me. Football today, sort of. Matt Corral and some other guys as well are going through Pro Day this afternoon. I'll have a, a recap episode for you tomorrow. I'll obviously get to watch what they're doing and then um, get to see Gage some of the reaction. Uh, hopefully there's some opportunity with Matt and the other guys afterwards talking about what happened. But I want to see the NFL side of things and their reaction to what he did in his pro day and who was there and stuff like that. So I'll get a, another reaction podcast for you, pro day reaction, either late tonight or early tomorrow morning. Spring practice press conference, though, happened this week. Lane Kiffin meeting with the media Usually, he doesn't say a whole lot. He's kind of mastered the art of coach speak. But there was one thing in particular that I wanted to bring to you. I I clipped it and shared it from the Sports Talk Twitter page uh, last night, and uh, it's got a lot of people talking. And really, because Lane Kiffin is the only coach, I say the only, one of the few coaches that is actually willing to tell the truth. Just be honest. It's amazing how simple it is to talk about NIL when you're not trying to lie like an idiot. And that has happened elsewhere in the SEC. So I'll play what Lane Giffen said for you uh, about Jimbo Fisher calling him a clown and react to that. So I'll play that for you. And also his entire uh, press conference. I'll I'll have that for you as well uh, at the end of the podcast. So that's what we're talking about today. Baseball was supposed to get played yesterday. There was a hole in the tarp in Memphis which saved Ole Miss, I think. They should not have been playing two midweek games this week with Tennessee coming to town. They will play tonight. Uh, One is better than two in this case. I think playing two games going into the Tennessee series uh, would have been a mistake. I know it's trivial. It shouldn't matter. You should be better than Memphis, blah, blah, blah. Don't care. Last night's game getting canceled is a blessing in disguise. Uh, Play this game tonight. Get healthy with... Tennessee coming to town in a top five matchup, which should be just an outstanding atmosphere. And I hope you guys are pumped about that because you should be. These are the kind of weekends you built that gigantic park for. These are the kind of weekends that I used to love when I was in college. Big crowds, big atmospheres, big games. Weather should be nice. A little chilly, a little chilly as the sun sets, but nice weather, no rain, nothing like that. Should be incredible environments, and I can't wait to uh, to watch those games. Uh, no doubt. But today, we're talking Lane Kiffin and a little bit of football. First, I want to remind you a few things. Uh, follow me on Twitter, if you haven't already, at Michael Borky. Also, Facebook under the same name and YouTube. Find me on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. I will be live tonight on my YouTube channel. So find me there at Michael Borky and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And the podcast is not without its great sponsors. First, LB is just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there. In Oxford, it is the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. If you're going to be cooking this weekend, you have to go to LB's. It's the best place to get it. They've got everything you can think of: meat, sides, great advice as well. If you if you're not really sure, you know what you want to cook, or if you see a cut that looks good but you're not quite sure what to do with it, they'll help you out there. They also have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. They're huge supporters of Ole Miss baseball. They've got some NIL deals with some Ole Miss baseball players, and it is the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. Just across from Kroger on University Avenue, uh, tell Greg that I sent you. The podcast is also brought to you 
by Advantage Business Systems. If you're in the market for office technology, office technology anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, Advantage Business Systems can service you. So they, again, anything office technology, coppers and printers, mail machines, phone systems, cloud storage, data security, if it's technology, if it's in your office, absms.com will service you. If you tell them I sent you, they'll give you a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you. absms.com. So Lane had his introductory press conference in spring practice for what it's worth. They will practice Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, if I remember correctly from reading the email a couple days ago. Media availabilities after Tuesday and Thursday practices uh, open practices on Saturday. So if you guys want to go, I would encourage you to do it. It's actually a lot of fun going to see them practice. It's a laid back environment. You you can like you know walk up down to the front row and, and see your favorite players and watch them go through practice. It's a lot of fun. If you live in the area, go on Saturdays to these open practices. It's a lot of fun. It really is, especially if you got young kids. Uh, you, you can really get them like up close and see these guys. It, it's fun. Uh, so that'll be Saturday. You won't get many spring observations from me because of the lack of viewing, but we will talk about it, no doubt. Uh, we, we will talk about spring practice and storylines and observations and uh, and stuff like that. Um, as spring practice goes, the game is, I think, four weeks from today, I believe, the 23rd. I think it's four weeks from today. Uh, either way, uh, so spring practice is underway. Lane Kiffin was talking to the media. And he was asked about the $8 million NIL deal that has been reported by The Athletic. And although the player was anonymous, there's a lot of inferences that it's a particular player that's going to a particular school in the SEC. He chose not really to talk about that. He was hoping he would get asked about NIL so he could give this answer. This was Lane Kiffin after being asked about NIL, and you can hear the direct uh, response to Jimbo Fisher. Here you go. And I've obviously said a lot about NIL um, from the beginning of it. Let's make sure that we understand. I love that the players are getting paid, and I just say how it is. So, you know, I mean, I guess I got called a clown before. We're saying how it is. NIL has a lot to do with where players go. Um, and to not think that's crazy. And I mean, it literally be like being a head coach in the NFL, signing a great free agency class, you know, um, of signing guys going out and getting these great players and coming up here and saying to you guys, that had nothing, the contract had nothing to do with why the players came here. And they just want to come play for me. So, um, Obviously, it has a lot to do with where players go, and it should. I mean, you're talking about 17, 18-year-old kids. You know, adults choose jobs a lot of times for money, for salary. So why would a kid not? And that's Lane Kiffin again. Uh, you, you hear the the comment about being called a clown. Jimbo called him a clown, and it was this whole ordeal. Uh, to me, this makes... Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher's rambling and ranting on every platform on signing day, and also Ross Bjork's subsequent support of that look even more ridiculous to me. That This makes that look even more ridiculous because, like I said at the time, and I'll say it again, they, they defended something that doesn't have to be defended in 
putting it honestly, they lied. I mean, they lied. Of course, NIL had something to do with Texas A&M's recruiting class. And so what if it does? This, because of how simple Lane Kiffin puts it and talks about it, how open he is, and at the end of the day, how honest he is, just calling it what it is, because he does that, it makes Jimbo Fisher's ridiculous rambling and Ross Bjork's support of that ridiculous rambling sound even more ridiculous. Because not only do you not have to defend it, listen to how easy it is to talk about it. How simple it is to just talk about NIL openly. Because it's real. It's why schools are signing kids. Not exclusively. You're not going to get a school with a bad fit and and a coach that a player doesn't like signing a kid because of an NIL deal. You still have to do recruiting. You still have to get the kid to like you because everybody's giving out NIL deals. Now, some schools like Texas A&M can give out a hell of a lot more than most people, but still, this is so honest and simple. What I can't figure out is why so many people in college football refuse to just talk like this about it. Why do they refuse to just talk like this about it? It's so simple. It's so honest. It's just calling it what it is. Hey, look, I'm glad the kids are getting paid, but let's call a spade a spade. They are going to schools because of money. I take jobs because of money. You would take a job because of money. Why would a kid not go somewhere because of money? That's life. This is what's happening. Why are you lying about it? Why are you defending it? It's a selling point. It's a recruiting tactic. And once these players' deals become public, because they will, everybody's going to see that Texas A&M defended something that not only did they not have to defend, they were straight up lying about it. It's ridiculous. The whole thing from A&M was absurd because they were full of, forgive my language, everybody, they were full of shit from the beginning. They were. And this outlines how full of it they were because talking about NIL as a head coach in the SEC is a very simple thing to do. Yeah, kids are picking schools because of money. There are players on Ole Miss's roster that chose Ole Miss because of an NIL deal. That is a fact. So talk about it. It's what's happening. It's recruiting. I'm glad the kids are getting paid. I get paid. They should get paid, too. I make decisions because of finances. Why should we expect them not to? I'm just calling it like it is. I appreciate the refreshing transparency from Lane Kiffin because that is what he said is the truth. And it's really, really not hard to just tell the truth about recruiting in college football. Well, for most people, anyway. For most people, anyway. So, here's the rest of that. Now, you will hear that clip in it. Uh, You'll hear that again. It's just a minute. But uh, here's the rest of of Lane Kiffin's pre-spring press conference. I wanted to bring that to you. There actually is some interesting stuff in here. It's not his in-season press conference. There's a little bit more substance to this one than what you usually get from Lane. And we'll be back tomorrow talking about Matt Corral and his pro day. So here's Lane Kiffin now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave a rating and a review if you haven't already. Here's Lane Kiffin, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. All right, so good to be back. Um, you know, uh, be out there on the field with the guys and 
a lot of excitement because there are a lot of new guys. It's almost like how it used to be in the fall, you know, when you had before all the mid-years and you had all the new guys in the fall to look at. Spring usually is not this way, but, um, you know, with the portal and all the guys, um, you know, new guys, you know, it's pretty exciting to be able to go out there and look at all the guys that used to just be basically high school guys that were a long ways away. Now you got guys that have already played and, you know, should have significant roles. Um, it's pretty exciting. Questions? Late, y'all got us this morning. Bentley and uh, the TCU linebacker getting added to spring. How big is it getting Bentley in there now with the other running backs to kind of get those reps going? Yeah, we lost our top three production-wise running backs um, from a year ago. So that was a very important addition. Um, I think he did some great things there when he was healthy. Um, you know, kind of had some Devin Singletary type of runs and stuff. So. Uh, again, unique timing of all this, and to be able to add guys and they're here today um, is kind of crazy. I mean, it, I've made all the references to we have free agency, but even I mean, we have free agency, and even more the fact that you know, the guys at another program a few days ago, and now he's here, um, really is truly like free agency. Lane, do you guys have uh, any resolution yet on Caden Costa? Um, I, I don't know that I'm, you know, with HIPAA and stuff, I don't know that I can comment on that, but I'll, I'll check on that and then is, get back to you. Practice? He is not, no. Uh, speaking on free agency, we've been vocal about this before, just kind of that mystery report of an $8 million NIL deal for a kid who hasn't maybe thrown a snap in college. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this? seems like it's kind of swelling and growing. And you all talk about having to compete with those other kind of levels. Yeah, I mean, I've obviously said a lot about NIL um, from the beginning of it. Let's make sure that we understand. I love that the pay- players are getting paid, and I just say how it is. So, you know, I mean, I guess I got called a clown before for saying how it is. NIL has a lot to do with where players go. Um and to not think that's crazy. And I mean, it'd literally be like being a head coach in the NFL, signing a great free agency class, you know, um, of signing guys going out and getting these great players and coming up here and saying, you guys, that had nothing, the contracts had nothing to do with why the players came here and they just want to come play for me. So um, obviously, it has a lot to do with where players go and it should. I mean, you're talking about 17, 18 year old kids, you know. Adults choose jobs a lot of times for money, for salary. So why would a kid not? Well, you guys are coming up the first annual regular season program history, Mr. I guess what is the key to sustained success, especially with the transfer portal and, and all that kind of stuff? And do you believe this program is in position for that sustained success right now? Yeah, every year is new. Um, you know, and so every team's new, even when and we lost a lot, even when you have a lot coming back, it's just every year's new, and so we've kind of put that behind us. Um, haven't had you guys a lot since really the last game, um, and that was a difficult game. Uh, I felt we didn't play very well at all on offense, um, 
you know, offers him the head coach to take responsibility for that. And, um, it was embarrassing. It was an embarrassing performance, and um, we did not give them many issues at all um, schematically. So um, I, I don't know that I've been a part of 10 sacks before like that. So that's just really discour- – it was discouraging. And the problem is it's your last game, you know, and you got to – live with that you don't have another one to play seven days later and um, so that was um, you know that was difficult to go out that way and especially as you go back and you know watch the film of the game you know you really see how how well we played on defense I mean I think it was you guys know how my tirade after the Arkansas game and our performance on defense I mean this is right on that level offensively. You know, I mean, that's as bad as performance as you can have, and unfortunately, in one of the biggest games in the history of the program. So, moving forward. We obviously got some changes on the coaching staff as well. In terms of schematically and strategically, will you be much different on either side of the ball with different coaches over there? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, there'll be a lot of carryover, um, you know, with defensively promoting from within and, and Charlie on offense haven't been with us before so um, I think that's really good for the players you know there'll be some changes but not overhauls and that's what you should do you know you win 10 games you always want to try to get better and improve and you know look at new ideas and things but you know not totally scratch um, you know kind of like what we did schematically a year ago on defense where we dramatically changed so I don't think you'll see a whole lot of difference from the outside. Have you all worked out with the offensive and defensive play callers yet or is that kind of work in progress? Um, that, that would be Partridge and, and Charlie. We haven't had a chance to speak with you uh, since Chris left the staff. Can, can you kind of give us your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean obviously that's unique because he's your brother um, you know and so you know, he came back, and that happens sometimes. Sometimes, you know, you, you take jobs, and it's the end of the season, and you're excited about it, and you get there and kind of have some second thoughts. And um, it happens with the recruits when they sign at school. It happens with coaches. Just like I said, kids and adults aren't a whole lot of difference a lot of times in taking jobs because of salaries. You know, you can have the same thing, especially even more sometimes because you got four kids and, you know, they're used to all their teams and friends up there and you know kind of comes reality when they come down and visit and they got to move and they were really entrenched there um you know from their friends and and all playing sports and stuff so um i get it you talked about your relationship with matt corral obviously his pro day is tomorrow was it weird not having him out there today i there's a lot of weird things so it is what it is i mean you know it's been a long time since I hadn't had Wilson out there, you know. And so not just here, going all the way back to FAU or Kevin Smith. So um, there, there's a lot of new, and Matt's part of that. But that's two years. So other guys, you know, this would have been year six. So um, there's a lot of different things, but that comes with success. And, and change is good. You know, you got to embrace change. And, um, you know, new people have new ideas. How would you describe the seemingly quarterback battle that is going to start this spring? All three guys will have a chance. 
Um, we've been in a lot of these over the years, um, more than we'd like, actually. I mean, at one point, I don't know, three, four, five, six, I think there was six of seven years in a row we had a new starter um, between, I think, last year at USC, Alabama, and FAU. And so um, we've been very used to this. We, we had not had a you know returning starter really maybe one year out of all of that. So we've, we've been in this, and, and it, again, it can be good because it makes everybody better because there's competition. In an ideal world, someone emerge in the spring where they're the kind of the leader in the summer, or is that overrated? Always in these things, it would be best for it to be early from the standpoint of the team and everybody knowing it, but we're never going to rush it. Um, these things have gone forever. We ideally never want it to go into the season where they're playing. Um, you know, just that's never ideal, but that's even happened once. So um, you got to try to make the right decision. And the more time, the more input, the more information. We don't have preseason games, so the more you can get, the better. So you need to be patient sometimes. Healthier you know, this spring. I know last year pretty much the entire offense was sitting out. Is it going to be similar? Or are you guys pretty much full strength? Uh, I think we're better that way. Um, you know, there's some guys not out there or limited, but um, I think for the most part we got a lot of guys out there, and all your new guys, you know, are out there. So that's a lot. What, what is that? Twelve now, I think. Um, well, transfers, that's a lot. Some of the off-season uh, news, if you will, has been that Nick Broker is going to slide down from left tackle to left guard. Can you tell us about the thought process? You know, we do what's in the best interest for the players on these, um, kind of like the Ben Brown situation. And just when we, get, when we look at what's probably their future in the NFL, you know, usually, you know, move them there. And, you know, that's just, I don't know, I think that's a little bit unique for coaches to do that, but I think we owe it to them, especially when it's decisions of whether to come back or not, you know, to come back and then force a guy to play the position that they're not going to play, you know, at the next level, you know, is definitely not in the best best interest of them because then they got to do what always happens and they got to go do workouts and play a different spot try to say, oh, we can play this spot, but yet we didn't. So I think this is best for him. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.